Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. C-O-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bill Stern. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern bringing you the 364th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some that are legends, others mere hearsay. But also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight is the most famous cowboy star in the world, Gene Autry. But before we bring you Gene Autry in person, let's begin with Real One. Since we're in New York to broadcast tomorrow's Army Duke football game, it's appropriate tonight that we talk about another football star. A few seasons ago, he was Notre Dame's All-American halfback, and now he's coaching football at Yale. His name is Creighton Miller, and Creighton Miller shaves with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, for he recently wrote me, Dear Bill, I'm happy to tell you of my experiences with Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. It takes me through a no-snag, no-pull, fast, comfortable, easy shave every morning. Signed, Creighton Miller. Now, that's quite a tribute from the famous football star. A tribute to shave cream that's light and fluffy, not greasy or heavy. Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is light, and it's right. If you happen to be one of the many with tough whiskers and a tender skin, then you'll cheer the day that you first use Colgate Brushless, for it softens those barbed wire bristles. Holds them up for your razor to cut through close and clean. And you'll note that Colgate Brushless Shave Cream stays on the job, gives your razor close cooperation to the very last stroke. Then, at the finish, because Colgate Brushless is not gummy or greasy, it rinses off in a flash. Add it up, men, and you'll find a score of advantages in this shave cream that's light and fluffy and not greasy or heavy. And if you don't, we'll just send the top of the carton back to me. Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. And I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for the convenient five-ounce jar of Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. It's light and it's right. Real two. Profile of the 25th of October. Today is the 25th of October. And this is a story that many years ago came to its conclusion on another October the 25th. For many years ago in Wisconsin, there was a little town known as Pistigo. Pistigo, Wisconsin, had a population of 6,000 people. On October the 8th of 1871, a baseball team from the city of Chicago, Illinois, came to the town of Pistigo to play a game of baseball. For a few innings, this game was just another ball game. But then, suddenly something happened. For the captain of the Chicago baseball team, connected for a long home run that sailed far out over the rival outfielder's head. It was a terrific home run, and it would have won the ball game if, if that ball hadn't crashed through the window of a barn that was standing at the edge of the baseball field. And when that home run smashed into that barn, the ball knocked over a lighted lantern, which may or may not have been on fire. There are others who say that this barn was already burning due to a nearby forest fire. But regardless of how it started, that fire spread quickly. And in a moment, the whole baseball bleachers were on fire. The baseball game was forgotten as the players of both teams joined in to fight that raging fire. But despite all their efforts, 
that fire kept on, kept on getting greater, until it became the most tragic fire in American history. For before that fire was put out, that fire had destroyed the entire town of Festigo and had burned to death 1,100 people. After that horrible fire in the city of Festigo, the Chicago baseball team returned home, home to their native Chicago. They were worn out, saddened, and shocked by the horrible Festigo tragedy. But when those baseball players got back to their hometown of Chicago, an even greater disaster was awaiting them. For when those Chicago ball players got back home, they found out that their city of Chicago had also been in a tragic fire, a fire that had burned to death 250 people, destroyed 17,000 buildings, and burned down the city of Chicago. That was the famous Chicago fire, which, according to legend, was started when Mrs. O'Leary's cow accidentally kicked over a lantern in a barn. Strange, wasn't it? The two of the most tragic fires in American history, the Bastigo Fire in Wisconsin, which some think was started on a forest fire, and the famous Chicago Fire, should both be accidentally started when these two cities' baseball teams were playing each other. But it's even stranger when you realize that both of those fires, though hundreds of miles apart... Both of those fires were begun on the very same day at the very same hour. And that's the story. The story of two cities, Chicago and Pestigo, that were both destroyed by a fire on the very same day. The Chicago fire was discovered when Mrs. O'Leary's cow kicked over a lantern. And the Pestigo fire was discovered when a Chicago baseball player hit a home run that knocked over another lantern. But the strangest part of the story is the fact that while everyone thinks that it was Mrs. O'Leary's cow that did start the Chicago fire... Very few people remember that the Chicago baseball player who hit that home run that led to the discovery of the Pastigo Fire was also named O'Leary. His name was Dion O'Leary. And this ball player who discovered the Pastigo Fire was the son of Mrs. O'Leary who discovered the Chicago Fire. Profile of the fires of two cities that were discovered by the same family, so the legends say, on the same day that their baseball teams were to play. Real three, Arthur Gary. Fellas, we all may not be great sport chaps, but I'll bet we're looking for the same thing in a shave cream that the great sports stores want. And that's a fast, easy way to shave. Okay, fellas, let's get it with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. Light and fluffy, not greasy or heavy, it's easy to spread. And Colgate Brushless stays moist and active to the last razor stroke. Gives you one grand, cool, comfortable shave. Could a man ask more? But why get less? Ask for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream tonight and enjoy a champion shave tomorrow. Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. It's light and it's ripe. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real four. Portrait of two men. This is a story of two men. Two men who never knew each other. And yet each one of these two men had a great influence on the other, for each one of these men made the other man famous. One of these men was named Carr, Mike Carr, and he was a professional prize fighter. In fact, Mike Carr was such a rough, tough prize fighter that he made quite a name for himself. He became so famous and he fought so well that he was finally offered a fight for the lightweight championship. But on the very night that Mike Carr was to fight for the championship, he quit boxing. He quit because he wanted to try the movies. Oh, not as an actor, no, but rather as a songwriter. It was incredible. Rough, tough Mike Carr. Mike Carr, the guy with a bashed-in nose writing songs. What did he know about writing music? 
He told them that he was going to write songs about Texas and the prairies, about the cowboys and the golden sunsets out west, and they laughed at Mike Carr. That is, they laughed at him until one day he had his first song published. It was a song he called Riding Down the Sunset Trail. Oh, it wasn't any smash hit, but it was a lovely song of the western cowboys, for it went... I'm a-riding down the sunset trail Cause it's getting near the time for roundup I'm a-dreaming as I go of a gal I used to know Riding down the sunset trail After that, they didn't laugh quite so much at Mike Carr. Sure, maybe he was a former prize fighter with a bashed-in nose, but he could write music. A little while later, Mike Carr's second song came out. Like the first, it was another song of the Western Cowboys and the Western Plains. This one was called Old Faithful. I wonder if you remember it. For its melody and its lyrics sure caught the spirit of the West. Listen. Old Faithful, we rode the range together. Old Faithful, in every kind of weather. When your roundup days are over, there'll be pastures white with clover for you, old faithful pal of mine. Nobody laughed at Mike Carr after that one. They forgot that he was a prize fighter. They forgot everything except that he was turning out one great western cowboy song right after another. But Mike Carr's most beautiful song of the West came a year later. It swept the nation. It was one of the greatest western cowboy songs ever to be written. It'll never be forgotten, for it went... South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when stars above came out to and now as I wander, my thoughts ever stray, south of the border, down Mexico. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all there is to the story. That's all there is, unless you'd be interested in knowing that Mike Carr, Mike Carr, that former prize fighter who has written the most beautiful Western cowboy songs in the world, is an Englishman who has never been in the United States and who has never seen either the West or any of its cowboys. And that's the story of Mike Carr. But do you remember in the beginning of the story that we said that this was a story of two men? Well, now you know that one of these two men was Mike Carr, and the other man... The other man was a youngster who just happened to hear Mike Carr's song, South of the Border. And this other youngster liked that song so much that he started to sing it on the stage. Perhaps it was the way the youngster sang that song, and perhaps it was the song itself. But whatever it was, the two seemed to go well together. For that youngster made that song a great hit. And by singing that song, that youngster became a great star. Maybe you'd like to know who that youngster was. That youngster who made that song famous, only to have it make him famous... That youngster is today the best-known cowboy star in the movies, for his name is Gene Autry. That's the story of Gene Autry, who became famous thanks to a song that he had made famous, a song written by Mike Carr. But these two men, Mike Carr and Gene Autry, had one other thing in common, for they both 
Both of them were given their start in show business by the very same man. And the man who started them both was the immortal Will Rogers. Profile of Will Rogers, who inspired Mike Carr, who'd never seen the West to write America's greatest Western song, and who also inspired Gene Autry to become a great Western star. And here is Gene Autry in person. The next voice you hear will be the famous movie star, Gene Autry, speaking in person from Madison Square Garden in New York. Thank you, Bill, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yes, I did get my start in show business, and thanks to Will Rogers. And I'll tell you how it happened. Some years ago, I was in charge of a small-town railroad station when Will Rogers came in to send a telegram. He saw a guitar lying around, and he asked me if I played it. When I told him I did, he asked me to play him some songs. After he had heard me, he advised me to try the stage and radio. So that's how I got started. But after all, this is a sports program, and I love sports, any kind of sports. But the sport I like best is the rodeo, and the event, bulldogging. That's the sport where a man has to jump from a galloping horse onto the back of a steer. Once he has the steer by the horns, then the man has to toss the steer to the ground and hold him down. Well, you should see the crowds at Madison Square Garden get a thrill out of that. And there's other sport events at the rodeo, too. Roping contests and riding bucking broncos. And speaking of riding bucking broncos, once a pretty girl asked me if she could try it. Well, she said she liked to ride. I told her to go ahead. We all figured that we'd have a good laugh. But finally, the laugh was on us, for she stayed right on that bucking bronco and didn't get thrown off. Oh, yes, uh, the girl's name was Barbara Stanley. This is Gene Autry in Madison Square Garden in New York, returning you to Bill Stern in Radio City. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Gene Autry. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the 3-0 mark for tonight. We've been broadcasting tonight from the city of New York. We're in New York to broadcast tomorrow's Army Duke football game. Next Friday evening, we'll be back same time, same stations, broadcasting from whichever city has the nation's biggest football game, getting ready to broadcast that game. And our guest next Friday evening on this program will be one of America's most famous football coaches, Columbia's Lou Little. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same station. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day, newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. And now until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the colgate shaped green man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the colgate shaped green man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope you really know. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies, it takes fat to make soap, but there's a shortage of fats, and our only source of additional fats is your kitchens. So if you want more soap, help out by taking your used kitchen fat to your butcher. He'll pay you four cents a pound. Don't waste, waste fat. The life story of Bill Stern is featured in the current issue of Pageant Magazine, now on sale at the nation's newsstands. Mr. Gene Autry appeared on this program tonight, courtesy of the Wrigley Chewing Gum Company. The Bill Stern Show came tonight from New York. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.